When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. How was your long weekend, Kat? Long weekend was really good. It was not, it was low-key for the most part, like Canada Day. We we took a walk as a family. We saw some fireworks. I, I spent the day by the pool, my brother's pool, and then I went back there again for some more pool action. <laughs> and yeah, it was really good. So you just go over to his house and just jump in his pool? Anytime. You- they were gone, actually, so it was like anytime. Is that why you went? Because they weren't there? Not all, I, That's not always the case. If it's a hot day and we feel like it, we'll... They, they say, come anytime. So we will. We just run the risk of, did other people also? Because there's like a deal, right? There's a bunch of us, family mainly, that have that open invite. There's a few of us that have it. But I, I run the risk of, am I taking advantage of that open invite? But there's three other families that have also taken it in part of that. Uh... <laughs> so it could be chaos. It might be fine. I don't know. Uh, pool's a lot of work with kids anyway. So I don't mind not going sometimes, you know. But it was really good to cool off because it was a hot one this weekend. This whole week is going to be ridiculous. Uh, Thursday looks like our best chance at some thunderstorms. In the meantime, you're going to sweat. Just like so many songs over the years have implied. <laughs> I... Uh, uh, this weekend was weird because we would go from hot to torrential downpour, mm-hmm. and then it got really tropical steamy for a little bit, and and then we would just repeat the next day. Um, I spent some time this weekend in the pool, which was great. Lovely. Yesterday, girlfriend had her family over. Oh, nice. That means I was a line cook for the whole day, Kat. Oh, you were behind the grill? Oh, I was behind the grill, and yeah. I grilled everything. Oh, wings, Burgers, sausages, spaduch, and they went out for breakfast beforehand. Fuck me. I got oh, a lot no. of food. <laughs> well, that's that's good for you this week, though. Yeah. A little quick reheat. It's never the same, though. The grill one, that's the, that's when it's never the same. You know what I mean? You cook something in an oven, leftovers are fine, I think. But the grill, it's never the same. No. Not good. No, I hear We you. did peppers. We did peppers on the uh So grill. good. Oh, Kat, so it is good. amazing to me how many people don't understand that the grill is great for cooking vegetables. People just seem to have it in their head that if it's a vegetable, well, well, throw it in a pot with some water and it'll cook. Throw it in a pot and a steamer and it'll work. You can grill vegetables Mm -hmm. and they turn out great. Oh, quickly here, let me tell you about this great deal that I found. You know I'm cheap. And Mm -hmm. I, I haven't ordered takeout in, I think, about six months at least. Haven't ordered takeout. I thought with the economy getting this bad, the least I can do is start cooking at home. I caved on Saturday night. I thought, I'm going to order. Treat yourself, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Tell me I deserve it. You treat yourself. I, uh, (laughs) I, um, so I went through all the apps. I was on like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Skip the Dishes. Trying to find the deals. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally I realized, oh, there's an offer sitting here because I haven't had an Uber membership in a long time. They were offering me one month free. So I thought, okay, I'll take that. And the deals and discounts that come with it, including free delivery. Then I found a burrito place that was doing two-for-one burritos. Great. Then I had a coupon to welcome me back, 40% an offer of $40 or more. I got six burritos and some crazy fries for $32. 
Perfect. God damn it. I love a That's deal. That's great. A deal is good. They always, by the way, they know, right? They know that you haven't ordered all of those sites because it's been a long time since I've ordered. And that's when they, the emails start coming in mm-hmm. and the deals start popping up. Oh, where have you been? Here's 20% off. And then like a day later, like, where have you been? Here's 40% off. Like <laughs> if you wait it out, if you wait it out and you play them amongst each other, eventually you might cave like Scott did and go, yeah, all right. Now we're t- 40% off $40 or more. That's a good deal. I'm very money motivated. Yeah, that's good. More so than food motivated. Yeah. So if I can save some bucks, I'm gonna. Those things work. What I want to know is how they know that I don't have a skip the dishes or a DoorDash account. It's weird because they seem to know, like, huh, they he, figure. he left think, and he went to DoorDash. Yes. What's up there? I'm sure that's what they figure, right? That's uh, Automatically, that's what I think because they'll go, Psst, you know, like Skip will be like, Psst, where have you been? Why are you, why are you leaving me for Uber? Here's this. And then DoorDash is over there going, come on. Like, they're, they're all, they're all, they know. They understand. It's competition and it really is. There's a lot we want to talk about in this episode, and I want to remind you that at the end of it, you can hear today's missed connections from the Scott and Cat Show. Uh, Cat contract talks between the striking BC port workers and the BC Maritime Employers Association have fallen apart. That's the latest development that unfolded yesterday with the association saying that a new deal is not likely given the current negotiations. So for those who don't know, all the shit that arrives in Canada by sea either arrives on the left or the right coast. The BC coast gets a lot of it. And that's mainly coming from the Pacific Rim and places like that. Well, when the dock workers are on strike, as they are now, nothing gets unloaded. And and people are quickly pointing out, hold on a second here, this is the kind of shit that started inflation in the first place, and we've got a massive problem here, so don't let this get out of hand. Now, the Trudeau government, who is currently propped up by the NDP government, the NDP being very labor-friendly, now has an awkward choice. Do we legislate them back to work in the name of saving the economy, or do we let this strike continue and let the Mm. uh, collective bargaining process unplay, unfold? Now, maybe it's unplay because I don't think they're going to get a deal done. They're saying they can't get a deal done. Something's got to change here, but this cannot go on for very long because there's just, there's too many other factors at stake here. If it starts affecting prices at grocery stores and stuff like that, here, I give up. Here we go again, right? Like Here we Something fucking different. go again. Yeah. New data has been released on the safety and security of Canadian cities. Rentola, a rental housing site, was looking at the various safety elements of Canadian cities, which include their police forces, their efficient emergency response system, and their community engagement initiatives. And when you add up all the factors... The safest city in Canada. In Canada. Barrie, Ontario. Wow. Barrie's a nice city. It's a great city. So, that I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You should put that right on your, like, welcome to Barrie, safest city in Ontario. Knowing the mayor, he probably will. Yeah. He'll probably get a billboard outside that fucking en route and stick that up there. Hey, here we are. Oh, sorry, I said province, but you meant, you said Canada, right? Oh, the it's nationwide. Country? Barry oh, is incredible. number you one. You should definitely put that on. You should definitely put those signs up everywhere. Brantford is number two. What's up, oh, Brantford? wow. Okay. It's funny. Brantford is number two right next to Hamilton, which came in at 13. It's like crime doesn't cross the border. Interesting. We had uh, Guelph and then Toronto in the four and five position. St. Catharines and Niagara region, eighth place. Kitchener-Waterloo was 10th. London was 24th. Then we get into the worst. Least safe city in Ontario, Thunder Bay. 
I hear that all oh. the fucking time and people keep going there and I'm not sure why. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I mean, you couldn't find me. You wouldn't find me there. What is rent like in Thunder Bay right now? I can look it up. You want I, me to look I'm it up? I'm really curious. Would you take that trade off? Like, ooh, you can still get a one bedroom <laughs> for 1100 a month. But somebody's probably going to stab you when you're walking oh, to the front door. That's exactly it, right? You take the good with the bad. Also, you have to factor in, like, where are you working? And is that safe, too? Thunder Bay, worst in Ontario, second worst overall nationwide. I was just there, Kelowna, B.C. A lot of homeless people, a lot of drug yes. use there. It's amazing how much it's changed, too, because I, I was last there, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, probably. And I remember when you came back from Kelowna going, oh, it's not that nice now. No. <laughs> like, so it, that change, it changes and it changes quickly in some places, doesn't it? Drugs are ruining many, oh, many cities, so particularly bad. in BC. It's so bad. And by the way, just a quick note on Thunder Bay, because we were looking, the prices don't seem that great. Really? Yeah, like it's not like it's super cheap. What, what can I get like a one or I'm a two bedroom to, for? Do you, I'm seeing do you see? like two bedrooms here for 1500 a month. Like the, that's not great. We know now, obviously here, uh, like uh, the KW area, for example, it's like close to, it's like 3500 for yeah. that. So yes, of course, it's cheaper, but you got to question whether or not you want to get stabbed on the street. Worst city in the country. <laughs> I'm over-exaggerating, by the way. <laughs> Least safe city in the country. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Why? Because, yeah, Winnipeg's never been safe. Yeah. Winnipeg has never been safe. I agree with you. Everybody I talk to that's going to Winnipeg, and I haven't been there before, full disclosure, so maybe I'd feel differently if I went. Everybody I talk to that says they're going to Winnipeg says the same thing. Pretty sketchy city or fuck, yep. don't go out after yep. dark, don't walk alone, all that sort of shit. Yeah. That's wrong. I have a family member, a police officer. They are just dying for some people to come work there in the law enforcement field, as you can imagine, because it's hard to keep people there. And they're paying a lot of money, though. Well, like you could literally you could go do a year in Winnipeg as law enforcement. This is how it was set up to me and make about five times what you'd make in a lot of other cities in Ontario, in like Canada or Ontario, I should say. You could go to Winnipeg and make that much money and then just leave. And that's what some people are doing. They're, they're basically making it like a place you go, but you don't stay. Well. So you go, you work there because there's a lot of there is a lot of crime there. It's never it's never gotten better. And we all know the winters are shit. And that's like a funny joke. Like, haha, Manitoba winters, they're shit. It, they are. For sure. But on top of that, the crime there, which is a shame because I think there are parts of the city that are very pretty from what I've seen. I'm with you. I've never been there. But there are parts of the city that seem very beautiful. But unfortunately, the crime level just never gotten better. It's amazing that we haven't uh, looked around at the crime. And it's not just Winnipeg. It's not just Kelowna. It's not just Thunder Bay. It's not just Hamilton, London. The list goes on. It's everywhere. It's amazing somebody hasn't it said, is. you know what? A, people are coming here and then leaving because they can't find a place to live or because it's too expensive to live or they're coming here and they're looking around at the crime thinking, fuck this, I was better off where I was. You'd think we'd make a concerted effort to try and clean up the streets, but it seems right. like nobody cares. Right. They're not fixing the actual like core issue. Just by offering more money for, for law enforcement, that just kind of blanket covers what needed. But there's so much more that needs to be done with that city for sure. And it can't be all on the police. My goodness, apparently... They're work, they've been working hard there for years trying to f do what they can, but it's not all on them. Well, it's government, too. It, it certainly is. I mean, this is a policy problem. It's a huge poverty problem. It's a drug yeah. problem, a mental health problem. It's a lot of different yeah. things, and it seems like nobody cares. Uh, one other thing about the cops, interesting that they're trying to lure more people into law enforcement in Manitoba there. I don't know why anyone would do that. 
You know, as a cop, you generally make, generally, there's a couple of exceptions, but most police forces on average pay about the same. So if you've got a choice between making, we'll use a round number, 100 grand a year to police Winnipeg or 100 grand a year to police, I don't know, Belleville, Kingston, Ottawa, any other city. Why on earth would anyone go to Winnipeg when you get paid the same, but some jobs are a lot cushier than others? Um, well, it's all relative, right? Because the cost of housing there is way lower, right? So if you're doing it temporarily, like the person I know did it somewhat temporarily, I was supposed to spend a year, spent more than that, but made a lot of money while they were there and the low housing costs, right? So it's all relative to that. So you're, instead of pocketing maybe 20% of your income and savings, they're pocketing closer to like, 40% of their savings. And then they're able to move to the places that are safe to raise a family, for example. Now that we've passed the halfway point of the year, Canada Day has come and gone. There's a couple of new rules and regs that are in effect here in Ontario, Cat, including a new requirement that construction sites must have a female-only bathroom. Oh, look at that. This is part of the effort to be more inclusive and welcome more women into the trades. Was the bathroom a big obstacle? I, I truly don't know. Was oh, there women that yeah. thought, I'd really like to be an electrician, but fuck, those bathrooms are terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, the, I think of job sites, um, construction sites more so, and it's gross. And if that might be a factor that deters you, yeah, I would see that. I would say that. Hmm. Uh, there's also a new requirement that it's actually not a requirement. It's a new exception to the rule because we now have self-serve lottery ticket terminals and the machines are going to be able to verify your age without having to show your ID to a customer service How rep. the heck does that happen? I don't know. Like, I'm wondering, do I have to take, like, my license and scan it? Does it, like, do a retinal scan and realize, ah, look at the grays on that guy. There's no way he's under 18. <laughs> don't even bother showing your card, sir. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know exactly oh, how they work, but I think that's good. Uh, great article today in the Globe and Mail about how they say... The provincial government, the Ford government, is slowly and quietly making progress on allowing booze in corner stores. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I just talked about it last week, but the corner stores know this and they're amping up for it. There's like a, anyone who's building a corner store now, any type of corner store, gas station ones, doesn't matter. They're already making room for that because you have to house those separately and be in a separate area, like 19 plus only entering this area. I was just at a Circle K, a new Circle K that did that. And you could tell they're, they are gearing up for this hope. And I hope that that is the case, by the way. And we know it's probably going to cost more money. Can I just say I'm willing, though, for the convenience to pay more money in some cases for booths? I just want to know the details. I mean, are these truly privately owned? Is there freedom to run a business that mm -hmm. way? If I go in there, can I have different stuff than may or may not be available at the LCBO? Mm. That sort of thing. Because yeah. I would really like to get to a point where the government doesn't have a complete and total monopoly on alcohol sales. And if they're going to branch out and allow others to get into the business, great. But are you then going to take the AGCO or whatever the hell it is, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission, and regulate these people to death so that, yeah, they're in business and, yeah, they're allowed to sell booze, but no, they're never actually going to make any profit off of that because of all right. the rules and regs. Yeah, some details are definitely needed. I'm sure that the store owners would say the same. The head of Canada's federal prison system is asking bureaucrats to explain whether they had informed the public safety minister, Marco Mendicino, about serial killer Paul Bernardo's transfer to a medium security prison. New documents obtained by the Canadian press show Correctional Services of Canada flagged the transfer to the public safety minister himself, 
several times, sorry, to his office, several times. Yet the public safety minister said he had no idea that Bernardo was going to be moved. Hmm. So either somebody is lying here, somebody is lying, or someone in his office needs to be fired immediately for not sending this up to the minister. Yeah. I don't know if I believe him or if he's just thrown his staff under the bus, but either way, people want some accountability. Heads have got a role for this. And by the way, all this time, what is it, a month and a half now that we've spent fucking around talking about this, the guy's still in medium security. That hasn't even been fixed yet. Like, there's receipts. Like, someone has receipts. Yeah. Even if the receipts aren't there, that's a receipt in itself. I'm confused. If I send you a note and say, Scott, uh, whatever, this needs to happen, just flagging it, I have proof that I sent that to you. Like, where's their where's their proof? Why haven't they brought that forward? Why is this so? How is this so confusing? I'm confused. The Canadian press. <laughs> I'm confused by the confusion. Well, it, <laughs> you know, it's no wonder that the the current federal government does not like access to information requests, and that's why they try and get around them at every turn. Because the minister said, "Well, nobody told me. I was completely shocked." Then the word leaked. No, you were told in advance mm-hmm. several times, and he denied it. Hmm. So now they've got a freedom of information request, the Canadian press. They verified, yes, Corrections Canada did tell him Bernardo is going to be moved. They told him more than once, and he still came out the next day and acted outraged that it happened and said, I'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, something's fishy. Something's really fishy there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a really great article on BuzzFeed right now. The reasons people quit their job on the spot. On the spot. Right then and there. I quit. I don't know if I could ever do that. You've ne- So you've never done it, obviously. No, I've never just said, fuck it, I'm done. I would always give notice. Neither have I. And there was even in moments where I really wanted to. And I knew I was going to leave that job. And I knew I was looking for another job. I think more back to my like high school days. Because <laughs> I had a few jobs while I was in high school. And one of them in particular, I, you know what, looking back... I should have left. It was always my dad's advice, though. You always give two weeks notice, even if you're in day one on that job. Give them a heads up. Don't burn any bridges. Although technically, now that I think about it, I actually did leave a job after my first day of training. But it wasn't on the spot. It was just like, I'm not coming in for any more shifts because I got a job at a radio station and Ah. I really wanted it. So I left them high and dry. But that was what (laughs) you had trained to do. And I'm sure they understood. No, you didn't necessarily want to be making burgers at Fast Eddie's. You wanted to work in radio. It was Moose Winooski's. Was it? I love it was the Moose. Moose. I was serving at Moose. And you know what the worst part was? My sister-in-law got me the job. She was working there at the time. This is many, many, many years ago. It's fine. She's forgiven me. But she got me the job. She's like, yeah, I got you. You come here. Work for us. 
First day there, after the first day, I found out I had an interview. I'm like, if I get this, I'm leaving. I'm not going back to train. She's like, I pulled for you. Like, I told them to hire you. It's like, sorry. And then I was gone. Yeah, you really run a risk when you recommend a staff member, right? Like, what if they turn out to be a total asshole? Totally. But by the way, on that note of two weeks, though, I still offered. I said, I will continue to train and help you for the next couple. And they were like, don't bother. So they said basically like, nah, nah, man. And that's in the parking lot right there. I mean, It's right across the street, yeah. It didn't change your commute in any way. (laughs) No, it didn't. Okay. Well, that's good. (laughs) The hours, yes. They have, uh, they've compiled a list of reasons, stories from people who say, no notice, I quit on the spot. And I'm kind of curious to hear what you think of these, okay. if this is justifiable to just uh, walk out the door. I love these stories, by the way, because they're usually like juicy. From Emily, my mom had a stroke. When I told my boss I needed some time off, she responded with, you still have a responsibility to work. I mailed my keys and told her where to shove it because my mom's life comes before anything else. The nerve, it still makes me angry. The nerve is right. Like who, unless you've got an employee that makes up a different excuse every day, which I'm assuming this this does not seem to be the case at all. They need to be with their parent. Like who doesn't understand that? It's amazing how many managers or anyone in that management position just have no heart. No heart. Some of them don't. Some of them though... I think bosses probably see it all. They've got their star employees that they can count on, trusted, true, reliable, they're good. Mm -hmm. Then you've got some wishy-washy ones and you've got some real shitheads. Yeah. The shitheads and the wishy-washy ones probably ruin the experience for a lot of people and probably ruin a lot of managers who just get fed up with another shift that I've got to cover with no notice. In some of these cases too, and we're going to get to some more texts, it's hard to be a manager in some of these some of these places because the turnover is high in some industries more so than others. It's easy to lose people. And I think that's what makes some of the managers a little disgruntled in that area, knowing that they would. Um, this is a, there's a couple of good ones here. This is interesting. I was eight months pregnant. I had an ultrasound appointment and I had to leave work early for it. My boss was mad, made a comment. If I don't know, I don't know how you expect to be a full-time mom when you can't even do a full day's work. Oh. oh, so it's not even being upset that she left for half the day. It's the comment there. And they added, yep, you best believe I quit on my way to the ultrasound after that comment. Is this a regular thing? Does she take a lot of time off? Is there a medical reason? Is there a doctor's note? Yeah, I mean, the comment was know. inappropriate. I don't know that I would have walked and not given notice for that. The but- comment, though, you can't say shit like that. Like, what's wrong with people? You can't say that shit. Why didn't you just sue like, like everybody else? <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, you made a good point though. writing writing someone up. If let's say they didn't give you notice and like uh, in the middle of this, you know, like you're in the middle of a meeting and you're like, oh, sorry, guys, I have an appointment that I didn't tell anybody about. But suddenly I have it. How convenient right now at this moment. Yeah, maybe that maybe that is a reason to be written up because you're supposed to let your peers know in advance, right? But aside from that, like you can't use language like that. This person says, I worked in contract sales at a lumber supply store. One day, the GM came into my office, leaned over, put both hands on my desk and asked what I did with the $200 worth of door locks that were missing from inventory. He accused me of stealing. So I quit on the spot. All the office furniture was mine, so I proceeded to carry it out into the parking lot. My son came to pick me up and help with the furniture. That's when I told my boss the locks are in the storage closet, beside my office, under the stairwell, same place they've always been kept. I went to the business's competitor, and I took $3 million in contractor business with me. Oh, you play those games, you get those prizes. There's so many um, instances of people being a 
accused of stealing. Mm-hmm. Let me read this one. My store manager at a grocery store tried to accuse me of stealing a Michelinas for break. <laughs> <laughs> he was well known for having a glass eye. I was well known for being a chirper. He called me into his office and tried to fire me. I said, sorry, Al, go back and watch your cameras from the morning and watch me walk in with a Michelinas in my hand and put it in the cooler. Do you think you have an eye like a hawk? Oh, I had to jab him, eh? Uh, never got fired, but lots of high fives for saying that to the store owner. Are there people bringing a frozen pizza to work and just eating that? Well, the Michelinas, it would be like the fro- the pasta dishes and things like that, right? Oh, it's one of those. And the, or the rice and chicken or whatever. Oh, those. <laughs> you know those little, those yeah. little the boxes? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. The owner of the mom and pop store that I managed amused himself by being horrible to us employees. One day, I passed by an accident on my way to work, and I realized, oh my God, that's my fiance's car. So I turned around. The paramedic told me that he was still alive, but unconscious. They didn't know the extent of the injuries yet. They told me where they were taking him, so I followed the ambulance in my car. I called the owner, crying while following the ambulance, and said I wasn't coming in that day, and I told him why. He said, if I didn't come to work the very next day, He'd wreck my ass as bad as my fiance just wrecked his own ass. Whoa. Direct quote. She says, I will remember it forever. I hung up, never went back to work there again. Yikes. Yikes. Who says that, by the way? Who, who the fuck d- are you? Who says what happened that? to you? Then there's there are certain situations here, as I read some of these, where there's a little regret, though. Uh, let me read you this one as an example. 17 years ago. This person still thinks about this. 17 years ago. I left a two-page note and my security badge on my boss's desk at the end of a night shift before anyone else could arrive in the building. It felt like a blaze of glory at the time, but looking back, I'm ashamed I didn't deal with the problems at work face-to-face. Ah, yeah. little closure. You're missing that closure. 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's tough to hear. I worked at a dog grooming place for one day. My job was to give dogs baths and then dry them. There were about five other older employees back there with me. I have never seen such blatant animal abuse in my life. The dogs were screaming. Other employees would squirt water on them. The dogs were so desperate to escape the tub, they were pulling on their leashes and choking. I got yelled at for not getting a Pomeranian dry enough, and the groomer took the dog herself and blasted it with hot water. The dog obviously flipped out and started screaming and biting while I was trying to get away. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't do it. I quit the next day. Never went back. Won't do that job again. Uh, and like at, the, at a certain point, you wonder if you got to report something. I've had a ba- I've had a bad situation like that before, too. It was like a place that had opened for dogs to like play like a doggy daycare. And I thought, you know what? I'll try this for Leo. He was really young at the time. And when I went to pick him up, they didn't hear me come through the door. And I watched as one of the ladies there was trying to get some of the dogs away from the fence, spraying them in the face with a hose oh, for to God get them sake. back. And I was like, well, never coming back here again. And nope. I didn't. And I, yeah, I, I, and I told everyone I could. The place is closed since then. Thank goodness. But just awful. Makes you almost not want to leave your dog Honestly, with other people, right? I know. Scary stuff. Uh, we're getting a little long here. And there's a couple more things I want to fit in. So I'm going to bring in Octavia, producer of the Scott and Cat Show. Also, Someone who tried to sell us all on camping before the long weekend. Are you a happy camper, Octavia? Well, it could have been better, but still not the worst I've experienced. So on Friday, you were telling us all about the beauty and wonder and magic of camping. And 
Oh, the nature and the tents and the bugs. It's all lovely. And then I looked at the forecast. And then I looked out the window and saw it wasn't just raining, it was pouring. And I thought, huh, I wonder how Octavia feels about her camping trip now. Tell us how it went. Well, the first day we were there, it was good. It was nice and sunny. We were outside. And then the next day I woke up and you could hear the rain and wasn't dripping in on us, but we had to pack up in it, and that wasn't awesome. It was pouring, too, yeah, wasn't it? Was yeah, oh, it, was, it was heavy. So you brought the wrong tent as well? This was another issue? Uh, that was a separate time. We brought a tent that was too small for our mattress, and everyone had to watch us set it up and argue about how we brought the wrong tent. So. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. It's the, it's the arguing for me. Like I feel like there's no arguments at a cottage. Everyone's safe and dry, and... Everyone's in a good mood and they wake up pretty well rested. I feel like I would ha- I would have too many arguments in a tent. I stay There's too much to argue about. Absolutely. Uh, on business, I stay in a lot of hotels and never once have I ever had to discuss with my partner whether or not she blew up the bed in <laughs> yeah. in a hotel. It's just there and it just works. So you're in that example, the air mattress was too big for the tent. Yeah, and so we couldn't blow it up all the way, so we had to sleep on a half-deflated air mattress, and my boyfriend slept in, like, a lawn chair outside because it was just so awful. (laughs) But camping's fun. (laughs) It sounds fun. This is great. It's an adventure. I mean, you never know what's going to happen next, I suppose. What do you do when it's raining? Do you just sit there and wait for the rain to end, like sit in a tent, just looking at trees? Oh, you pretty much got the tent closed up. You're looking at tent walls and hearing the rain and just hoping that your just, stuff isn't so just like so. talk to people like you just like, talk. like the person like, you're in there with yeah, hopefully that you it. didn't just fight with about setting yeah. up the tent so. <laughs> or that you're in there awkwardly like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, by the way i read something really interesting this weekend apparently beer is the ultimate suntan lotion if you take beer pour it on yourself rub it into your skin, you'll tan deeply because of all the hops in the beer. I feel like Bud Light started this. Buy some Bud Light, please, for the love of God, and pour it on yourself. Do anything you want, but buy some Bud Light. I don't think anybody's buying Bud Light, not even for tanning, to be honest (laughs) with you. I was actually at the beer store this weekend, and it is amazing. Like, you hear the stories, and maybe you see some stuff online, and you think, ha yeah, that's right, Bud Light. I, uh, I couldn't believe it at the beer store. A full display. There was like one, two, four missing out of this big, massive Bud Light display. Everywhere else looks like a bomb hit it. People were even walking out of there with like Laker and Corona and other shitty beers like that. While the Bud Light was just stacked up there, one case missing. Was it on sale? It was totally on sale. (laughs) They're like giving it away at this point. Nobody wants it. Oh, it's not good. But I will say though that that tanning thing, don't necessarily take our advice. Dermatologists say you'll burn too easily, but For what it's worth, if you're looking to get a deeper, darker tan, slather on some beer before you go out in the sun. Do you still wear sunblock in that case? I guess you would, right? I would hope so. Yeah, don't do this and not anything else. You will will regret it. What if I use a stout? Am I going to get like super dark? Yeah, maybe. You can, you can I was paste. tanning with Guinness and now I look like Idris Elba. Guinness is so thick. You could just paste that on right now as it is. Yeah, for sure. Take a paintbrush to your skin. Uh, is there anything else we had to get to in this episode? I know there's probably a ton and I'm forgetting, we but it's do. the day after a long weekend. That's the thing. And we're getting you a bonus edition of Misconnections. We know it's a Tuesday, but we did it today because, well, it starts off the week. 
Okay, I've remembered the other thing I wanted to mention, so we'll do this right before the replay of Missed Connections. 2023, you're going to see Domi on the back of a Leaf jersey oh, this year. Oh, I know. It's exciting. One year, $3 million. I, uh, I was not the biggest Ty Domi fan when Ty Domi was a Maple Leaf. What was it about him? That he was like an asshole? He wasn't very good. Like, I mean, it was great that he got the crowd all riled up and he'd fight people if he had to, but... He was kind of slow and not really a good shooter. He didn't score a lot of goals. He, I don't but know. He was just really, okay. But that's not really what he was there for. And that's, I don't even know if that's what his son is going to be there for. His son could be a better player. I'm not, I don't know as much about his son. But what I do know is if we're looking for aggression, this is clearly the direction that the Leafs are going, is a little more aggressive because there was a couple of announcements that were made uh, for the tr- trade dead or not trade deadline um, when it opened on the first that I thought, yeah, I know exactly what you guys are doing. You Ryan, want it to get rough. Ryan Reeves is now a Toronto Maple Leaf. Is is the job of like Domi and Reeves, they're not really out there to to score goals. That's they're out there I mean. to, to let Matthews and Marner and Tavares exactly. and Nylander rest. It, yeah, well, and let them score the goals. You F with people's heads. That's what you're good at, and that's what you get paid the money for. So if you're a quote-unquote enforcer like Ryan Reeves, let's say somebody throws a... A dirty hit on William Nylander. Is the coach going to say, Reeves, go fight that guy or go fucking hack him with your stick or something like that? Is that really the way this goes down? Because the Leafs haven't had an enforcer, quote unquote, in a long time. They were just a fast, skilled team. There's Well, there's been a couple of them um, that I can think of. But really to mess with their heads is all you need to start it. And then you have to be willing to take the fight, right? Because all it takes is a couple of comments. And once you get them, once you get in someone's head, right? Make a comment about their mom or... Whatever, whatever it might be, then boom, next thing you know, their gloves off. Great. You need someone who's able to take that. And Ty- those are the people. Tyler Bertuzzi is now a Maple Tyler Leaf Bertuzzi. as well. That's an, yeah, that's Holy it. Holy shit. Very, very different. But hey, I mean, the way I see it. This is nephew, right? Todd Bertuzzi's nephew? Nephew. I is think it it's his nephew, nephew or his son? I thought uh, it was his nephew. Some of these guys have bounced around between a lot of teams, though. Yeah, I'm and I'm wondering, do they just play cheap or are they a problem in the locker room? I guess we probably won't know until October. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But it looks like they're tr- they're setting up to build a pretty aggressive team, and I'm okay with that. Let's change it up. If Ty Domi is an alumni of your team, and then you sign his kid to play for the team, Domi's probably going to be a Leaf as long as he wants to be, I would think, right? Like, they're not going to bring him in and just gas him after a year like some of the other people they've done over the last couple of years. No, it'll be his option, I think, to stay or not, depending on how much money they're willing to give him after the first, what, three million, you said, for a year? Three million, one year. That's not a massive hit to their salary cap. That's probably much needed. You get a skilled player for three million bucks? Good. All right, guys, like we said, it's the replay of Missed Connections. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye-bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Hi there. Welcome to Missed... Hang on, where's the piano? Uh, there you go. Oh, it sounds great. There. Okay. Welcome to Missed Connections. We're about to tell you a couple of stories about people who have had an encounter in the past. One is looking to track down the other. It's called a Missed Connection. Here we go. Uh, this one takes place in Barrie at an on route. En route or on route? What are we going with? It's en route. On We've route. been through this before. Nah, it just sounds weird. Nobody says on route. Well, this is misconnections, and I'm going to say on route. <laughs> it's called the Ram TRX southbound at on route. Hey, I saw you last night chilling at the Innisfil southbound on route beside your Ram TRX. I parked right next to you. 
I was checking you out. You were alone, pacing in the parking lot. I thought you were maybe looking for something more than just a rest stop. I wanted to come over and compliment you on your sick truck. But I wasn't alone. If you see this by chance, shoot me a message. Let me know what the dealership dealership plate holder is, <laughs> so I know it's you. Is that how we're identifying <laughs> vehicles now? Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs> um, first off, she sounds more attracted to the truck than anything else. The truck yeah. seems to have done this to her. Sure. So was she with her partner or was she just with a friend? Like, how come she didn't shoot her shot? It doesn't say. It seems like this person was pacing and were they, was it the traffic? Because I understand why the pacing. I get stressed out driving on the 400 all the time. Sure. That's understandable. Yeah, and, but, and especially when you're stopped and you see the cars starting to stop as well and you think, if I don't get in that line now, I may never get to Newmarket. <laughs> I'd love to know what his deal was. That's what I'd love to know. What are you pacing around for? Probably selling drugs. I, I don't oh, know. That's usually how these well, things work. Sick truck. What are you selling? <laughs> I thought you wanted something more. Maybe you had to pee. I think that's probably it. This person was checking out the truck so hard, by the way, that they memorized the dealership plate holder. So, okay, if you have a Ram TRX sick truck, Someone's looking for you, Perry. <laughs> this one, I... I have a truck, but it's not sick. It's not sick. It's just a regular truck. <laughs> it's not sick. It's not that good. Um, this, this is a weird one. This is called, Sorry About Hooking Up With Your Cousin By Accident. I'm very interested. By accident. Here you go. Here's the story. We were dating... For almost a year, when I accidentally had sex with your cousin. It was an accident. This happened about two years ago now, but I can't get you off my mind. You'll always be the one that got away. Seriously, it was a total mistake. We both could not believe we screwed up so badly. I'll explain to you again, it was a very dark night. Your apartment was dark, and I didn't realize your cousin was sleeping in the guest bed. <laughs> I thought it was you. Likewise, she thought it was her boyfriend entering the room that came to visit. Total honest mistake. I know it was a shock when you came through the door to see us. But we were also shocked that fateful night. <gasps> Wait, if you're over there, then who's <laughs> under me? I guess it's a misconnection, even though I know where you're living now. But I also understand I'm not welcome in your life. Yeah, yeah you, you accidentally have, to, have yeah, sex with somebody's cousin yeah. and this thing, these things happen. <laughs> you had sex with the, with the cousin. Nobody believes you. No. Not one person is going to believe that you, whoops. Like, none of, no part of you is like, this feels different. <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> I, I once picked up the wrong baseball glove. And as soon as I put my hand in there, I realized that's not the fit I'm used to. And then I knew, oh, this is not my glove. In the same way, you may have a, a physical relationship with somebody. And, and if you're in a, a long-term relationship, I would think you would notice <laughs> little subtleties like, oh, boy, that's different perfume. Or, wow, this is a different person completely <laughs> that I'm used to being with. How'd your hair get so long so quickly? How did it get that dark in this room that you allegedly cannot tell 
that it's not your partner, it's their cousin. Were you just completely quiet too? Like you didn't even hear the person's voice? Nobody said a word. No, it was just completely silent when I took off all their clothes. And we didn't, I still thought it was my girlfriend. And she was like, yeah, do me. And uh, I didn't notice it wasn't you. <laughs> Baloney! Nobody believes Nobody you. Believes this is you. a lie. It's just a lie. And now, now, you've had a change of heart. Oh, love to see you again. If you can find a way to get over my doing your cousin and lying about it for the last two years, <laughs> I'd love to get together sometime. You had your chance. You blew it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Would not, there's no red flags at all that the person you're with is not your regular? He knew. He absolutely They both knew. knew. They both they knew. They conspired. I, uh, I hope that this does not spark a relationship. No. They should go their separate ways. Leave this connection missed. And what happened with the cousin? It was just like a, oops, sorry, bye. Oh, sorry, cousin. That's it? Not even a... If things don't work out with your cousin, why don't you give me a call? <laughs> you know it did happen. It happened. <laughs> you can always find missed connections here on the Scott and Cat Show and in the After Nine podcast.